And welcome to Super Yacht Radio. Uh, today we are joined by Mark Mellinger, who is the president of Headhunter Inc., um, manufacturer of uh, san sanitary systems. Plum Actually, there's a lot that they do. So I'm going to first introduce you to uh, Mark, and we'll take it step by step. Mark, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having me and, uh, and introducing us to your listeners. Not at all. I, I'm thrilled to have you. I know you're a very busy, busy man. Um, wanted to ask you about the start of Headhunter. Um, it was, I believe the company was started off by your father back in the early 80s? Yeah, started by my father and his original business partner in the early 80s as a marine service company fixing and repairing toilets uh, in the South Florida area, Fort Lauderdale principally, but uh, all over the Tri-Carney area. And, uh, well, and it continues as a family-run business that yourself and your brother now run. Yes, yeah, it's still privately owned by, by our family, and uh, today we have 47 employees, and we still do service, still do installations of equipment, um, and manufacture a variety of things. Actually, I was looking or mentioning about your employees. I was looking at at the um, the, the the profile of your employees. You've got them from avionics. You've got the, the vast US background Navy. of. You've got a very interesting yeah. mixture of professionals and experience on your team there. Yeah, we've got a good combination of uh, retired military and. Um, a lot of actually people from Florida Institute of Technology, that's where I went to college, uh, studied ocean engineering. I studied ocean engineering and ship design as well as my brother Paul and two other engineers here from the OE department at FIT and another mechanical engineer from there. And, uh, and, and other interesting, Wilson also ran the marine program there, which was a boat donation program where you donate your boat to the university and he was responsible for the overhaul and eventual sale so he's got a lot of practical experience too so oh, sounds more like, yeah. sounds sounds more like mensa well i can only imagine this kind of diverse group of of uh, professionals has has definitely led to innovation since you all have a, a deeper understanding of what's going on has has led to a certain innovation and development in the company yeah, we have a very creative group. I, I uh, preparing for this interview, was trying to think about what makes us unique, and I was thinking about principally the work ethic of the people here and their creativity. They're they restlessly creative is is what came to mind. It's kind of what the company was founded on, because I I, I had to um, kind of shake my head and recheck it. The, the company was founded in 1980, 81, somewhere around there, I think. And yep. Yep. within two or three years, by mid-80s, uh, you took out your first patent on what we now know as the Royal Flush. Which, yep. can I just yep. say That's an amusement, it's a great name. <laughs> for, for, for those yeah. that don't realize, this was a very unique marine toilet. Um, but it's a great name for a toilet. What I wanted to ask, and I don't know if, if, if you know this, but when your father set up the company, did he have this product in mind? Or was it after setting up the company, he saw a need and then invented the Royal Flush and, and, and patented it? 
Well, the idea, yeah, it was a need. It was need-driven. So originally, we were conducting repairs on marine toilets in South Florida. So running around fixing and repairing other people's products. And as you know, toilets can be pretty notorious or some of the, some of the early ones then that were mechanical grinders or piston pumps, um, you know, you would be back fixing it again within months and the owners would be saying, isn't there something better? Can't we have something better? And it was these callbacks that sort of drove the uh, drove the product development. Give us give us something more reliable. And it was some because it, it kind of took the standard up a bit and became what we Ooh. would see as being a more what, what regular regular toilet system that people would expect from from land or what made it stand out differently? Because it's still going, the, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We still make toilets today. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what makes it different? Mm. Is that the question? Yeah, I mean, what made it stand out? Why? Why was it different to everything else but, but going on? When I think Roy Flush, I'm imagining, um, you know, a an upholstered seat. I've got a heater on there, um, <laughs> a built-in beer cooler. But what's the well, unique the, thing the about Royal the Royal Flush? Flush? I mean, the Royal Flush, the name, there's, in a card game, there's nothing better. Yes. So it's the winner. It's the best. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the tongue-in-cheek. But the toilet itself has no moving parts, no mechanical things in the discharge. So no mechanical macerators, no vacuum interface valves. It's very simple and elegant. It requires a higher level of skill on the installation. But after that, it delivers for years and years and years and years. It's okay. just... Because it's often the, 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 the maceration, the physical maceration part that um, I believe causes a lot of trouble with, with non-royal flush toilets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get the wet wipes wound around the impeller and it's game over. Now, yeah. our toilet has a water jet, basically, that fires along the bottom of the toilet ah. and creates a suction that empties the bowl and drives it over a siphon loop behind the toilet and it's downhill from there. So... Oh, Thomas good. Crapper would be would be proud. Well, I, I, I remember uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember a Croatian engineer um, who I was bonding with. I get uh, who who insisted that he show me how he fixes the macerator in the toilet, and he was used to it, but. Um, I, I didn't want to be impolite, and that was that was a tough half hour. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but can I just yeah. before we move off? Uh, just one of the things we had talked about before this was um, filtration and being aware of of how many more things are coming into the industry. Um, and and one of the big things that we've heard also from Pippa Nicholas, who works with Headhunters is about um, the processing of microplastics and the difference it can make to having really good filters on your system to block out uh, a tremendous amount of, of microplastics and waste we don't necessarily want to go into the ocean. Well, everybody's aware that microplastics are a big problem or plastics in general, whether they're micro or not, eventually become microplastics in the ocean just because they become smaller and smaller and broken down. There are microplastics in makeup that also can be mm -hmm. a problem. The, the, the beads, beads the, the microbeads. In the facial yeah. cleaners. 
Yeah. So there is technology that's been introduced to the headhunter sewage treatment process that prevents uh, the the micro or the plastics from entering the sewage treatment system, and uh, these have been received pretty well, um, and are very easy to keep operational. It's hmm. it's been a positive positive step. It's quite important because the the average of thing I learned only recently, the average person consumes a credit card amount of plastic through their digestive system every week. Um, so when you multiply Is that, that right? yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. So when you multiply it out, it's, um, it's great that you have that, that, that uh, filtration in there. Yeah. Um, but moving on, you guys have been in, in business for a long time now on, on um, um, filtration and everything else. Um, but particularly looking at, at sewage treatment and wastewater treatment, has there been a lot of changes over, I would imagine, over the past decade that you needed to keep pace with to be innovative and market leaders to provide your clients with um, more high-tech systems or systems that can meet the newer standards as they come out? How has that worked for you? The changing of the standards is a disruptive force. And it's rippled through the industry of marine sewage treatment um, a few times in the last 10 years, once in 2010 and again in 2016. There's rule changes that require uh, manufacturers like ourselves to send the product out to independent labs and then verify their operation. And from there, go to the certifying agencies, which in the United States, the first stop is the U.S. Coast Guard. So do we have to innovate to keep up with these changes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we, we look at them as opportunities because it's, it's a race, you know, business. And uh, every time there's another hurdle to jump over it, we like to be the first ones over the hurdle because several competitors won't make it. And uh, if you're the first one there, you know, you're going to do better. So you have to embrace these challenges. And uh, we, we, we have done that. And uh, it's served us well. And that's part of the reason for our survival. My, my understanding from people I've spoken with is that you don't only meet the challenge, but you tend to go beyond what's required um, in the given um, certifications or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we have, well, the treatment systems that we make are certified by the U.S. Coast Guard, and they're additionally uh, certified, have type approval certificates from um, one of the classification societies, Bureau Veritas, that we've worked with extensively. So right off the bat, you have two approvals from two different approval regimes that actually operate with different standards. The U.S. Coast Guard has a different set of mechanical testing standards, um, which in the past was more stringent. They're nearly the same now. The IMO has a more stringent effluent standard. So the quality of water that comes out of an IMO-approved device is actually a little bit better than U.S. Coast Guard device. So within these two approvals, you know, if you have a manufacturer that has both, you can be sure that you're getting the best quality piece of equipment available in the marketplace. 
because it's been through these two different regimes. Uh, can I ask, as a manufacturer, I mean, you, you have your standard production line. Do you get called on to do custom jobs? Because you know, with these yachts, uh, there's a lot of people wanting individual things and, and one-offs. Do you get a lot of demand for that, or are people quite well, happy with the, the standard production models? Can I add in as well, because we haven't mentioned it, not only do you deal with the sewage treatment and wastewater, but you also have a large segment that deals with pipe fitting as well. Yeah, yeah. The pipe fitting is our installation team, and uh, they're a diverse and talented skill set there. We have Lloyd's and BV approved welders um, that can do any metal, basically, any metal work on board. Do we do customization? Absolutely. Um, we're doing a set of custom bidets uh, for a 70-meter yacht right now. It's uh, kind of a crazy project, but we, we can do it. Um, I, I just want to jump in and ask, uh, are bidets a more European thing, or do Americans also like bidets? Because we they do well, come the, up in 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 more southern uh, Europe. You see them less, I find, in you know the UK and and stuff. But um, I'm just wondering, are they are they very popular in where's their popularity global? Because you've got quite a global footprint now in this line of business. Um, they're growing in the United States. Um, the especially with the introduction of the Toto washless seat. I don't know if you're familiar with that, with but the it's, what? it's the Toto. Toto is a brand. Mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. make toilets. It's a Japanese brand, and they make a seat, a toilet seat called a washlet, and it's become sort of the de facto standard, like the Coca-Cola of bidet seats. And when we redesigned the current pottery that's been on the market now for a couple of years, we set it up or designed it so that it could receive the Toto washlet seat. The Toto washlet seat has a remote control. It has a washing wand. It has a blow dryer. Some no. of them have other, yeah. Yeah, they have. I'm, I'm trying to remember the movie that I saw recently where it, it had a toilet that was all voice and digitally controlled but he got a bit confuffled on the toilet and started giving it the wrong oh. directions as he's sitting there. Um, okay, I wouldn't want to be around for that. <laughs> no, but it just shows the technology so is you, there. It's you, not just in the movies. You literally get blown dry. Blown dry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking at the high-tech yep. side, um, electronics is is very much part and in, integrated into your systems as well. Um like for example in your your tank levels and you have various controls on other things does yeah. this i mean i can only presume that this makes it a lot easier for both user and those taking it's care of it crucial to know how much is uh, in your tank yeah they, we've made the tank century product line for um, about 20 years um it's well known for reliability and uh 
you know, all the moving parts are out of the tank. It's, uh, we make that here. We make the electronic timers for the toilet, some of the display panels, and some other electronics that are used in our systems. What's unique, really, that's a unique feature of Headhunter. We have our own electronics manufacturing right here on premises. So we have what's called a pick-and-place machine, which does all the automatic population of the, the boards once it's programmed. And we can control that part of the manufacturing process where most people today would think that it's gone to China or something, but we, we don't do that. You it's keep all, it at home. All, we kept it all here. Yeah. So well done. Still very much yep. that family business. Keep it indoors. Well, it gives yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. You have control over, I mean, we're very fussy about the quality of what we do and the timeliness. And it also gives us the flexibility to, bang out new products or be creative it's that restless creativity we talked yeah. about no so I, th- the, I think it's brilliant the, that you have that you have the, the the knowledge there in one place and yeah. uh, and also you, you're controlling the quality and the and, ability to create it and what we're seeing today as mm-hmm. well is also on the ethical side you can control control that as well um so it's not yeah. as you say going to china to a factory that you don't know how it's uh, what's what's right. really going on there um yeah no, we had it's all made here in Fort Lauderdale with real, wow. real people. I'm so. certainly, certainly learning a lot more about you. Um, water filtration. It it's been coming up a lot here in in Europe as a big topic. We've had a lot of uh, movements and organizations moving against single plastic use and the importance of you know very effective water filtration can give you water that's purer and better than what you get in plastic bottled water. Um, this is also one of your systems as well. Um, can you tell me more yeah, about it, of, of how you developed this and, and where you've got to? Is that becoming a busier part of your business? Um, not yet, but we expect it to be. What's what's happening on board, What the, path, the movement in the last few years actually has been towards... Uh, a, a double pass reverse osmosis, which mm-hmm. means rather than making a single pass like salt water to, to drinking water where you take it down to 200, people are taking it down to the single digits, which makes washing the yacht easier, mm-hmm. but it uh, creates a perfect environment in the, weight, in the water tank for breeding bacteria. And so what's actually become more important is conditioning the water in the ship's tank, which often gets overlooked. Um, Silver ionization is a particular technique, or you can use simple chlorine tablets, uh, which we have here, which are really inexpensive. Um, Or, you know, an autochlor can do something like that to condition the water on board. So what we actually see is people on board people are not addressing the storage of water on board properly. And you have a lot of freshwater tanks that get kind of yucky. Um, and then that create that creates a whole range of other problems. So that's, that's an opportunity there. And I've also heard equally the other issue with creating very good drinking water on board is the quality of your water tank and the water in it and also the quality of your pipes, particularly with yeah. older super yachts. Um, yeah, you know, we have the same problem on land sometimes as well. Um, hence the need for really very, very good filtration systems to be able to clear out a lot of that bacteria and, and extra heavy chemicals and stuff. 
Yeah, it's well, what happens? It's honestly, it's the absence of, you know, there's silver ionization machines or chlorination. If you have residual chlorine in your water tank, even if it's just one ppm, and it's going to keep the bacteria dead, and it'll keep the bacteria dead in your pipes. Um, rather than growing, you know, a farm of bacteria in your water pipes. And then the best way to do it is to take it out right at the end with a point-of-use filtration system Mm -hmm. so that, you know, it's sanitary, the conditions are sanitary inside the ship's tank and the pipes, and then you take it out right at the end with some filtration. So there are techniques. Are they widely used? Not so much. Not as as much as they should be, it sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's it's probably a growing recognition. Um, certainly here, I've seen it more over the past year. There's been a number, there's two or three big companies that would work in Europe for implanting water filtration to drink water. Um, and certainly mm-hmm. in Mallorca, we've had it. And, and some of the problems have been exactly what you said, the quality of the water tank and the water coming in and the, the water pipes has slowed the process of people actually wanting to drink water on board. And if you don't want to drink the water on board because it doesn't taste good... Um, it tastes fine. I've drank water on board, on board boats. It tastes good, I think. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> You've had a glass of water on board? Do I? Yeah. Um, yes, if I know the condition of the water system. <laughs> yeah, you see, he knows all the plumbing in behind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My first stop is the engine room and the water pumps and... <laughs> and then uh, work with the captain to update the water filters. And, uh, that actually happened just last month with a friend. I was, I'm sure actually said, I changed the water filters. So we opened them up. It was one of these situations where they had one of these double pass systems and they put super, you know, water with no TSS and it actually affects the pH too. And they said, oh, it's super clean. And so I said, all right, let's open the water Let's open the water filters because it looks like you're losing about 10 PSI. I just changed them before we left. Well, let's open them up and take a look. And so we take a look, and it was completely black, and it oh. had um, it had almost like the plumbing. It had a the plumbing pipes had made a mold uh, molded the slime, and it had shot down and eventually landed into the filters so you could open the filters up and you had almost a recreation of a section of plumbing made out of mold oh. So we took, oh. you make yeah. it you make it sound so attractive mark God. yeah but ah. it does make you think double check your filters <laughs> well this and this this was a very attentive crew i happen to know them personally so yeah it's but that, in that situation, they had a UV filter, which, you know, after the distribution into the vessel, there was UV, and it was purified, so it was okay. So, um, although you were based in Florida, uh, you have quite a global footprint now as a, as a company um, servicing what is very much a global industry. And with that, you are going to be around at a number of upcoming shows over the next couple of months as well. Yep, yep. This is show season. It right? sure right. is. Going on. <laughs> so we will be seeing yeah, we'll you be at um, Monaco coming up. Um, but yep. you kind of keep on going, you guys. I mean, I was looking at your itinerary and there's a number of U.S. events as well as ones here yeah, like Mets. And, of course, yep. the very big boat show flibs 
Yep, we'll be we'll be exhibiting in all of these. We'll be at Mets. We'll be at uh, Fort Lauderdale and Monaco and um, Boat in New Orleans. Yeah, it's coming up. We'll be in Antigua as well. No, we haven't been to Antigua, but there's always the uh, always always the opportunity, I suppose. When is that? That's on in December, and uh, and it's it's actually it's it's a great format because in other shows, you if you have a stand, you're depending on people coming to you, um, mm -hmm. uh, but with Antigua, uh, they they run it over about three, four, five different harbors, and um, and you go to the boats, and it's basically an open boat policy, so you can rock up to oh. any old boat. And say, may I speak with the engineer? And uh, may I speak with the captain? Engineers are always thrilled because most people want to speak to the captain or the stewardess or whatever. But um, yeah, because it's the charter show, and um, you have direct access. And if they're not available, you know, come back in 20 minutes, and you get time to sit down, talk with them. And it's I've personally found it a much better kind of show because you can go to the boat, and their passerelle is open to everybody. Um, wow, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Really worth considering, plus it's a lovely place. <laughs> You're getting to go but, to Antigua. But just the whole format, it's very different to the other shows, and it, it empowers you to go and knock on. It, it's almost like the boats of the stands, and you can just go from mm. one to the other, and boom, 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 boom. Um, okay. But uh, especially for your kind of business, I think worthwhile. Keeping keeping yeah. with the more conventional shows, um, I'm going to get a chance to meet you in person next week at, at Mets. Um, but for you, shows, I, I can only presume, are a great way of, of demonstrating what you have, a lovely way of meeting people face-to-face. -face. Uh, is that some of the oomph of being at many boat shows? What I enjoy about the boat shows is getting out and meeting customers that have already experienced headhunter to be honest because mm -hmm. we usually get a lot of positive feedback during the shows and uh you know that's that's the opportunity to 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 hear it um so yeah i enjoy the shows uh, it's, it's i suppose it's also um, a great opportunity to to learn and listen about you know, oh, yeah. people's ideas and potential innovations or etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah um yeah you know, well, people can be very complimentary. They can also have ideas of, well, why isn't there, um, why isn't there a, a hairdryer that comes out? Um, <laughs> uh, now there is. I, I, I just... <laughs> do you know how difficult it was not to throw in a one-liner? Really, I think this is really funny comment to that. Um, well done for showing the restraint. Which we'll do. We're well. asking, will you be demonstrating <laughs> models at the show? <laughs> We will. We will we'll, be flushing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've, that's part of the whole, that's part of the whole I've seen, joy. I've seen a video of uh, a man who looked a bit like Santa Claus. And I'm not mistaken, I don't think he had trousers on. He had his shorts on and he was demonstrating putting wipes or something into a headhunter system. Um, yeah. It was a promo video. It, <laughs> I really enjoyed it because it takes you that, suddenly they're going, that man doesn't have trousers on. And then he's doing his thing. <laughs> and it does, because the important thing is catching the person in the first three seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a good demo. I Thank wish, you. Wish so I was you will be it. demoing um, the Royal Flush and, and a number of your your products, which now I can only imagine is almost a roadshow because you've expanded quite a bit. 
Yep. Yep. We'll have we'll have some wastewater pumps and sewage treatment plants and toilets um, during the Monaco show in the booth. Just a just a few, kind of give you an idea of what we do and. Uh, and the digital B day. Yeah. I don't think we'll have the. You mean the, the yeah the the bidet. The Toto. <laughs> I can't remember if we have one in the booth or not. We've taken it the last few years. I can't remember if it made the cut this year. But um, Well, if you're looking for a tester, let me know. <coughs> so, um, <laughs> I can send you one. <laughs> you may not get it back. Um, so just to recap, uh, Headhunter set up in the early 80s, started off as a uh, fundamentally a plumbing company, uh, mm-hmm. specializing in marine plumbing. By mid-80s, you had your patent on the Royal Flush, which... In, in terms of head was a game changer um, and you do a full sanitation uh, installation of managing you know to black water and all the rest of it yep, uh, yep. you do uh, p- plumbing commercial pipe fitting yeah yeah we do so installation service. of yep yeah we do installation of uh, Actually, we just finished a ballast water system uh, for a motor yacht here in town, which was one of the first ones in North America, ballast water retrofit for a 50-meter yacht. You do ballast tanks as well? Well, what this was a ballast treatment system, which is another ah. piece of equipment that's just coming into force this fall. And uh, we had to install a pretty complex piping system, an electrical system in... 50 meters, which is not, it's, it was tight. <laughs> it's a big piece of equipment for that size of vessel. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just wrapping up now. We'll be doing the commissioning on that next week. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good example of the pipe fitting and, and stuff we do. We, we did a large piping refit uh, that we just wrapped up in March on a 90 meter vessel for uh, Saudi Prince. And that included chilled water systems for pools and we had to do a chilled water system for the hyperbaric chamber um the largest installation of a hyperbaric system in a yacht ever um was that we did on that boat um of course the toilets and the sewage treatment systems and the all the engine room piping for fuel and seawater and chilled water. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Yes, uh, I don't know if you do this metric, but roughly, what would you think in terms of mileage of piping going into a ninety meter? <laughs> it's, That's a question. It's got to be huge. We could put that up for a quiz. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I should go back and figure it well, out. I'm imagining, I'm imagining it's like the intestine. You know, people say that if you take your intestine out, it will stretch to the moon or something. I mean, I, I yeah. Football field. Yeah. Well, maybe Pluto and back. Something like that. <laughs> I'd be interested to know. Yeah. And if... Uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with Headhunters, uh, sorry, Headhunter, um, how, did they, how did they do that? Did you go to your website? The website's easy. Everybody's mm-hmm. familiar with that, www.headhunterinc.com. Um, if you're in North America, Canada, U.S., Mexico, we have an 800 number. It's uh, 1-800-NO-BULLSHIT. 
<laughs> Fantastic. 1-800-662-8557. Um, or send us an email from the website. Um, it's Headhunters Inc. No, it's Headhunter Head Single. Headhunter Single Inc. Headhunt- I say this Headhunter- only because Headhunter does bring up many other no, um There is yeah. an employment agency there, but... Uh, yes, so, yep. that's why to clarify it's Inc. Inc. Yep, headhunterinc.com, www.headhunterinc.com. And anyone going to uh, Monaco next week or F- Mets or Flibs, your whole team will be there? Or possibly Antigua. <laughs> or maybe even Antigua. Or possibly now. Antigua. <laughs> yep. Yep. With a few more thrown in between stateside. Yeah. Yeah. Got more. a busy season. Indeed. Well, it has been a pleasure, Sounds Mark. Like you're very busy there. Um, I have to say, I've learned a little bit more from our chat. I look forward to catching up with you in person very soon. And uh, All right. yeah, you'll yeah. see each other next week. Uh, isn't it? Indeed. Um, yeah. I look forward to it. It'll be fun. And thank you very much for telling me about that B-Day. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find my, my link now. That's in the, my bucket list. The man with the digital toilet just give you a giggle as well. Yeah. Yeah, you won't get him out of the toilet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is that weird fact of the majority of men actually read their news no, the, when sitting on the toilet? Uh, or Apple, Apple did a survey of iPad usage two or three years after the iPad was launched just to see you know, what was the demographics of the usage of the iPad. And they found mm-hmm. that 80% of iPad usage was by middle-aged men reading the news on the toilet. <laughs> now, I, I know, now that I'm in that demograph, I know that it's one of the few places in the house that I can go to and read the news without being disturbed. There is still sanctity in the toilet and sitting on the head. And um, you, you do, you, you not only provide a uh, sanitation and toilet systems, you also provide a place of sanctuary for middle-aged men <laughs> who want to catch up on the news. So I personally thank you, Mark. There's a, what's the famous quote? Creativity has no, there's no bedevil such as interruption or something like that. <laughs> That's very up. true. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing ruins innovation like interruption. Um, Is that it? Yeah. No, no, that was just me kind of ad-libbing. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And, uh, Thank I ne- you, Dave. I never thought toiletries and bathroom would be so interesting. Um, but it really oh, is. so much in it. I send me a link for that B-Day. I've got to find out about this. All right. It's a reason, it's it's a reason to have your own yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, thank you again. It's been a joy speaking with you. That was Mark Mellinger from Headhunter Inc., the makers, manufacturers of the Royal Flush, um, marine plumbers, and if it involves pipes, you need to talk to these people. Thanks again, Mark. Have a great day. Thank, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dave. An absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Take care, Mark. Right. Ciao. Bye bye.